Welcome to another episode of Calm Talks. We're here to help you lead a life of peace and progression, one calm talk at a time. My name is Adil. I went from someone who barely passed high school growing up in Pakistan, a country that's infamous for sectarian violence and political instability, to now being a successful consultant who manages some of the biggest accounts at a multi-billion dollar tech startup in Manhattan. And my name is Ant. I've gone from growing up in one of London's most financially deprived and crime-ridden areas to today working in New York City as management in one of the world's largest consultancy practices. We have both turned our lives of chaos into calmness by focusing our minds on two main goals, achieving peace and progression. Today, we share our stories, our learnings, our mantras, and our guiding principles with you, so you too can build your own life of calm. So let's jump into today's episode, Clash versus Connection, the importance of overcoming cultural differences in your relationship. When it comes to dating cross-culturally, there's a lot of differences and challenges that may come up because you're just not familiar with each other's culture a lot of times, especially if it's a foreign culture to you where maybe you haven't visited the country, you're not familiar with their religion, their traditions. And that's where problems can arise and you could have some conflict that come up. And that's what we're going to be talking about today and help you with some tips on how you can navigate those relationships. But before we even go into that, Let's define what culture is. Culture is when a group of people come together who share a set of values, share a set of beliefs. Sometimes that could be religion is religious beliefs, I should say. And that's what represents a person's culture. And how would you define culture? Yeah, I think you're really spot on there with regards to what culture is. And I think culture, like you said, it is values for sure. It's definitely like a set of behaviors. It's something that we all kind of... When you share a culture, you kind of all understand the same thing, behave the same way many times, and you sort of do things in the same way, if you will. It's like an unwritten set of rules that you will understand. And oftentimes, I'd say culture is something that is not really questioned. For example, let's say you grew up from a certain part of the world, follow a certain religion. There may be things that you just don't question. It might be come out in like your family values. For example, let's say your family always knows each other's business, and that might be part of your culture just for everyone to sort of be involved with each other. You don't think of that as being anything different until you meet somebody where they're not really close to their family. And then you're like, oh, okay, there's something different there. So culture oftentimes is a set of behaviors that I would say that we we display. And oftentimes I'd say it's also something that we don't always recognize that we're doing. It's sort of embedded within us because you share it with other people that, you know, you, that you share it with people that you have a shared culture with. Something that came up actually recently, one of my colleagues who is Pakistani as well, he still lives with his family. So, you know, for a lot of other people at the office, I've seen them pass comments like, oh, that's a bit unusual, that's peculiar. But to me, that's normal. That's something that I've grown up with a lot. That's very, very common in Pakistani and Muslim cultures where the kids will stay with their family, with their parents, way past college and university. I remember when I was trying to move out after I was done with college, that was like a, such a big deal for my mother. She she broke down in tears. It, to her, it felt like I was about to die or I'm going to the fucking war or something like that. And yeah, it's it's just a big cultural difference. And it, it's hard to explain to, let's say, someone else who from maybe another culture outside of the Muslim religion or outside of Muslim countries because you leave your home at 18, um, which I'm assuming you did as well. Well, I actually left to home at 18 to go to uni. But okay, that was for a reason. But I'm also, you know, Cypriot background. So we also normally stay at home as well. 
So it's not actually just, I would say, in this case, not just Muslim cultures or Muslim countries, typically. It could be just the, it doesn't really matter where you're from. It's ultimately, it's about a set of behaviors that are like agreed upon from people that resonate with you. Or in this case, it oftentimes is described with through your family values. So all that to say, ultimately, what we're really trying to get at here is that culture, if we were to define it, it's really just a set of common values and practices and behaviors that are shared amongst people with a similar culture to you. And oftentimes, they're probably not that question that much. You sort of take them at face value. And that's also why it can be hard to, to sometimes explain it to other people and sometimes why it causes a clash, which is the topic of today's episode. Clash versus connection. And that's what we're going to focus on. You know, there's another example that I can actually share as well, which happened between us actually not too long ago when you and I were out on a double date. And that was actually, that wasn't a double date. That was my birthday and everyone was there. My girlfriend was there. All my closest friends, my sisters were there. And there was a point where, you know, because you're European, you greet with two kisses on the cheek. And when you gave those two kisses to my girlfriend, I did not like that at all because in my culture, in my religion, you don't even look towards another man's woman. You kind of like keep your distance. Sometimes with some families and some folks, they, they prefer that you don't even shake their hand. As you know, in some like some people who might be extremely religious, I should say. I was going to say extremist, but that's not even extreme. It's just like extremely religious. But for my case, that was something that I didn't like. It rubbed me the wrong way. And it's because I'm not used to it. It's not something that I'm familiar with. And I didn't like that. And... That was a cultural difference between you and I, for example. Of course, what I did was, as you re remember, I'm sure, I just reached out to you and I said, like, hey, this is surely just a cultural difference. I know you didn't mean any disrespect by it, but I would just prefer if you didn't do that because that's not really common in my culture. That's such a great example because, number one, of course, it's a cultural difference. For us, it's, a, it's actually opposite. To, to In your case, it could be disrespectful, right? But in our, for me, where I come from in the culture that we display, that's actually a sign of respect. And it's a sign that you, you treat them as your equal, that you, you value them. It's the same action. That means two completely different things. To you, it might be disrespectful. It's disrespectful. And to me, it's a sign of respect. And what I think is really good about this example is that it could have been a clash. But you just told me, hey, you know, that's not how things go down for me. And for me, that is disrespectful. And equally, even though it's not my culture, I will turn around and said, okay, I respect that. I didn't think of it. I'm sorry, obviously. It's my bad. And noted for next time. No need for this to remain a clash. Something that we just, we keep it moving. In other words, use it as a reason to form connection, even as friends. So important. I, I was really proud of, I think, how both of us handled it. Because in that moment, I remember being consciously thinking about, I'm not going to say anything right now. Because that would, in my head, at least make it a scene. Instead, I'm just going to reach out to you separately, privately, one-on-one. -on -one. And when I reached out to you, I was pretty confident that you're going to be mature about it. And you were. You handled it perfectly as well. You explained your side that, hey, sign of respect. But at the same time, I respect where you're coming from and your culture. And it won't happen again. There was no clash, actually, at all. Because the focus was just on finding ways that, okay, we're misaligned. How do we bring that alignment back? even as friends. Exactly. And I think that really encapsulates the topic of this conversation today. Clash versus connection and why that can sometimes happen with cultural differences. Other examples that you can think of? I know that Europeans do certain things differently. 
Oh yeah, Europeans do some, sometimes we do some, some things differently. I guess it depends where you are from in Europe, especially comparing to yeah. I mean, lots of parts of the world. I guess Europeans can be a bit odd. I know, like Europeans, like it's really common, for example, especially in some of the Scandinavian countries, to like do to do you know naked saunas. Nudist beaches are a thing in some parts of Europe as well, which I think um, <laughs> most people would be like, "What? The, what's going on here?" <laughs> but um, but yeah, you can sometimes have that in Europe. So it just depends, right? I mean, we don't need to define explicitly, but there are many reasons that people could be like, "Oh, that's a bit odd." I can't imagine in some Muslim countries a nudist beach being okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's another good example as well because I think for both of us, the reason we're actually talking about this episode is because we are dating some women right now who are across different cultures. So your girlfriend is from a different ethnicity. You're the same same thing in my case as well. So nude beaches are an example. You know, greetings are another example. There could be such other subtle ones as well. Just even the the mannerisms of how you communicate. So that's what we're going to actually get into next, which is how do you now overcome those cultural differences? Because they will arise, especially in the global world that we're living in now, where it's becoming more and more accessible that you can move across borders to different countries and get situated with work visas and so on. So that's what we're going to dive into next. And I think it's a pretty straightforward one, at least what we demonstrated as well, is to just communicate openly. You know, don't let something fest there. Don't actually shy away from what your culture is. And if you bottle it inside, it's actually going to burst out at some other instance because you're just trying to actually withhold something. So instead, recognize it. Don't react in the moment. Find the right time and in a calm manner, be empathetic towards the other person and then just communicate openly with honesty and transparency. Yeah, completely agree with that. I mean, looking at our example is... is is a good like basis for us to make this discussion. You didn't project anything to me. For you, that's disrespectful. And for me, obviously, it's the opposite, right? But you were very open to communicate. You didn't project, didn't say, oh, this person's disrespecting me. This person's trying to disrespect me. This person has the intent to be disrespectful. Nothing projected like that. It was just open and saying, hey, I didn't like this for X, X reason and didn't make me feel good. Just letting you know. And you were aware enough to say, I'm pretty sure it's a cultural difference, just, you know, FYI sort of thing. And equally on my behalf, I could turn around and just be like, oh, that's ridiculous, be dismissive. I could turn around and say, you're wrong. I don't agree with you. I could, you know, shun you away in some regard or not make you feel good or feel validated. But instead, the open communication is received back. In this case, it was to empathize, to validate to express understanding and also express a difference of opinion, but ultimately respect. I think that's the other thing that we're going to get to. It's about respecting that difference. You have the open communication to and from. Be vulnerable, be open, be empathetic, understand the other person's position and do it respectfully. This is the cornerstone for establishing a relationship, establishing trust with each other. And, you know, we've given an example of like how we as friends kind of came across this in the context of a romantic relationship, you know, in, in terms of like, it was my girlfriend, but even with my girlfriend who is American, she's born and raised over here. And we come across certain differences as well. Some of those differences, for example, some of those differences that have come up are around 
just having like a male masseuse, which is not something that I'm comfortable with. You know, again, it's like culturally very, very different for me to like have that uh, be common. So that was an area where, you know, I just spoke to her and I said, you know, hey, that's not something that I'm comfortable with. It's not that I necessarily think that it's, I'm saying your culture is wrong, that this is normal, etc. I understand that this is normal in America. But for me personally, I think that, you know, I would prefer if you get a female masseuse. And then we just spoke about that, had that conversation, and we were able to actually arrive at that. I will say that it's really important to just stay calm in those situations so that you can actually explain to the person without taking offense to anything that's happening. I think what's important in your example is that you mentioned something else with regards to how to solution this compromise. You understood each other's position and you came to a compromise that we were both happy with. So we have here now empathy, open communication, respect, and of course, compromise. Is there anything else that you would say could be a solution to when there's cultural differences? I think compromise is a huge one because you have to meet each other halfway. Uh, there's certain things maybe are uncompromising and you have to be open about that. Certainly for me, I try to communicate what is something I'm not willing to compromise on. But generally speaking, you want to find actually ways to meet in the middle where you can. Apart from that, I think one thing that I've learned is that if the person can participate in your cultural differences, if the person can actually a actively take a role in trying to understand the other perspective, the different experience, the difference in culture, that's a really, really great way to actually build that connection instead of building a clash. Something that I've experienced in that regard is a few years ago when I was dating someone who was also American, born up in America, born and raised over here. She was actually coming to meet my family. And it was actually for Eid, which is a massive holiday. It's a massive celebration for Muslims. And it's baked in a lot of tradition and culture where there's back home, there's like a ho public holiday. And there's a feast that always happens. You have family members that come over, you have friends that come over, and you all celebrate together. In America, obviously, it's very different. Nonetheless, we're going to go see my family. She had a Pakistani friend who she reached out to. She got the traditional dress, which is a kurta shalwar. And she got that dress to wear it just for Eid. She also went and got Pakistani sweets just to go when she was going to go see my family. It's a step like that where she was already participating by actually attending the event with my family. But she participated almost going a step, step above and beyond by being part of their celebration. Because I was going to wear that dress. She wore her dress. My, my sisters were wearing their dress. So she actually felt like a part of the family at that point when we took the picture together. So, you know, fair play to her. She, she definitely got that one right. We're not together anymore, but yeah, she definitely got that one right. In that moment when, you know, there was um, that difference that she looked to participate in, did that make you feel connected? Oh, so much. I mean, I appreciated so much that this person would go above and beyond to not only be there, but be a part of it. It was such a joyous feeling for not only me, but also my family. I know that at that moment, my family was really impressed by that. It meant the world for my mother to see, oh, there's someone who's coming into our home who's not Pakistani, and she would completely be a part of our tradition and celebration. The reason why I ask that is because that's really the goal here rather than the clash, to have the connection. So I think we've actually given like a good five solutions. Just to run over them again, empathy, clear communication, compromise, to be and, and to participate.
That's four. Is it four? I think that's four. four. Anything else you can think of? I think maybe just going off of participation is a curiosity. Maybe that's a subset. Because really, when there are differences, rather than letting them pull you apart, maybe being curious and asking actually allows you to participate. So maybe a part of participation is also being curious. That's a great one because I can certainly be a bit judgmental at times. I recognize that about myself and I actively do try to be more curious about other people, about where their culture and traditions come from. So I think that's actually a great piece of advice and something I'm generally trying to incorporate in all of my relationships, not just romantic. I think we should take a quick intermission here, actually. We've spoken quite a lot about culture, what culture means, how it can crop up in your relationship. And also some solutions. So let's take a second and ask you as the audience, what are some of the ways you have overcome cultural differences? Do you have a story, how that happened, how that went about? We'd love to hear it. So if you do, please reach out to us. You can DM us on Instagram at Karma Talks. You can also get us on our um, website. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, we have actually started posting the question on Spotify lately. So if you're in there, just pop in and give us your thoughts over there too. And lastly, we're just going to emphasize why this is important. What's the benefit for you to actually be curious, be participating, or rather not be participating, or <laughs> participating in the other person's culture? Why should you be empathetic and compromise in these situations? The benefit of that is that it builds a bridge between you two. Two different cultures coming to together is going to require some level of understanding amongst each other. And when you focus on that curiosity, on that connection with each other, you actually build a deeper bond with one another. It actually makes you feel so much more open and vulnerable with that person. Every time I go out and if I see a person who speaks another language, and if I can say even a word, just even hello in their language, they immediately, it's actually open up. They, they have the biggest smile on their face. And if you can learn more than hello, that's better. Like I used to do this thing a few years ago where I used to go and ask people that if they spoke another language to teach me how to say what's up. So, you know, the one that's off the top of my head, like in Polish, it would be Sotam Swehach. So next time I met someone who's Polish, they're like, oh yeah, that's, that's actually nice that, you know, you can say something like that. It's just showing off. So, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But dude, it's just important to open another person up. There's so many benefits to it. I think ultimately what you care about here is forming connection rather than having some way to be disconnected. What you really care about is how can I use difference to build that bridge between us, like you said. So I think the biggest benefit is really just to strengthen your relationship. So, I mean, yeah, the other places that this will come up is, you know, something I mentioned earlier in terms of like the family, you know, with your family, having someone brought back to your home we all have, you know, we've all had that experience, especially in some cultures, which might be more strict about their tradition. If you bring someone outside of your culture, that they might be a bit hesitant towards that. And the way to overcome those differences, the way to overcome that hesitation, those doubts, is by showing that you're willing to participate in their culture, be a part of the family. So I think even from that perspective, if you're trying to build a long-term relationship, it just comes in so clutch when that person is actually showing that effort. 
The last thing I want to mention as well about overcoming cultural differences is just the consistency that you have, not only for yourself, but for the kids. Now, I'm assuming that, you know, if you're planning to have kids or you already have kids, for the kids' perspective, they're going to be getting a bit of both cultures. So for them to get the experience and get a little bit of consistency and also see your relationship of how you don't belittle each other's culture, but you're actually focused on understanding each other's culture, it's going to be actually a great way for your kids to learn that curiosity from you. And also respect. I mean, ultimately, we should all aim to be respectful of everyone, regardless of our differences, any differences, including cultural. And if you bring kids into the equation, and to be fair, even if you don't, having that respect for someone else's culture, traditions, values, is a surefire way to build a stronger bond. Yes, the kids may benefit if you have them, but even if you don't, it's still going to strengthen your relationship. Respect, I think, is at the core. You know, and on that note, I think we'll just wrap up. If you're anyone who is in a relationship which is across two different cultures or maybe even more, (laughs) it's best for you to actually focus on the connection. Try to recognize when a clash is brewing, be proactive with it, and try to empathize and communicate very openly with a level of curiosity with the other person. And that's the best advice that we can give you. And as always, stay calm. Thank you for listening to another episode of Calm Talks. And just as a reminder, if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Calm Talks and join our mailing list by visiting our website at calmtalks.com. And as always, stay calm. Thank you.